Two Nephite brothers. Both of them were excellent, successful missionaries. What can we learn about being effective teachers from their experiences? This is Between the Lines of the Book of Mormon, and we're your hosts. I'm Jay Harris. And I'm Andrew Harris. And welcome to another podcast. Andrew, the day before yesterday, my granddaughter and your niece entered the Mission Training Center, where she will learn to be a missionary and learn the most effective ways of teaching. Do you think the Mission Training Center is essential for a missionary? I think it's very helpful. I think it's really helpful. And I think they learn how to ask effective questions. And they don't start out with saying, so what is your concept of the Holy Grail? (laughs) Or they don't say, do you think we should drink caffeinated drinks? (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) They start out with something that they can find in common with the investigator that they're teaching. The story that we're talking about is the story of Ammon and Aaron as they were missionaries. Both of them were brothers. They were the sons of King Mosiah. And it's interesting that both Ammon and, at somewhat a later date, Aaron, started their missionary discussions with precisely the same words. As they began their teaching, what are the chances that both missionaries would randomly begin their separate discussions by asking word for word the exact same initial question? Each of them asked their investigator, Believest thou that there is a God? Yeah, I think it could be a coincidence. It's possible. But it's more than likely that they got together and decided how they were going to begin their discussions. They were not looking for an argument. They were not looking for disagreements. They were trying to find something that they could agree with their investigator. Do you think that's important? Definitely. As I went out on my mission, we were told to find common grounds with people. And so they probably did get together at some point and discuss what's the most effective way to do this. How should we begin? And if you begin a lesson with an argument, what does that do to the spirit of the Holy Ghost? We're told that contention is of the devil. And immediately, if you're contending with someone, if you're arguing with them, you're bringing a negative spirit into the conversation instead of the Holy Ghost. So they were looking for something that they could agree. And in each case, with Aaron and with Ammon, their investigators responded, we don't know if there's a God, but we believe in a great spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the missionary's concept of God and the Lamanite's concept of a great spirit were quite different. But rather than point out the differences, both Ammon and Aaron found similarities. And once they had found the similarities, then they proceeded to teach in a very logical, sequential order. This was predetermined. I think they had decided in advance the best way to teach. Let's go to the stories in the Book of Mormon. One of them found in Alma chapter 18, the other found in Alma chapter 22. And let's compare the two lessons and how they proceeded. Ammon, to begin with, with King Lamoni. Believest thou that there is a God? Aaron asked the same question. He said, Believest thou that there is a God? And then Ammon asked Lamoni, Believest thou that there is a great spirit? Uh, Lamoni's father responded with, Is God that great spirit? So it kind of resulted in the same (laughs) Same thing. Same question. Ammon then taught, This great spirit, who is God, 
created all things which are in heaven and in earth. And Aaron responded with, He is that great spirit, and he created all things both in heaven and in earth. Believest thou this? Ammon then said, Man was in the beginning and was created after the image of God. And Aaron said, God created man after his own image, and God gave him commandments. Ammon then went through and taught about the creation of Adam, the first man. And Aaron taught (laughs) about the creation of Adam. (laughs) Ammon then taught all things concerning the fall of man. And Aaron said, Because of transgression, man had fallen. Ammon then went on and taught the plan of redemption, which was prepared from the foundation of the world. And Aaron went on and taught the plan of redemption, which was prepared from the foundation of the world. Ammon, after then laying the foundation of the fall of man, then taught about the coming of Christ, and all the works of the Lord did he make known. And Aaron taught the suffering and death of Christ would atone for their sins through faith and repentance. Okay, I mean, this was not random. This was an orderly progression where they taught the identical same things in this, I suppose, first missionary lesson. I don't know if they returned for more missionary lessons, but they taught the basics. Either they had gone through some kind of training or they at least had gotten together to outline what would be the best way to yeah. teach people who were unfamiliar with the church about the teachings of Christ. I'm not sure if they had experience first, like they may have gone out and tried some things out and it didn't work, or maybe it did work, and they got back together and discussed it. Or maybe they prayed about it and received revelation. It's possible. But I find it really interesting that for me as a missionary, I went out and tried a bunch of different things especially on our door approaches. We'd go out and knock on the doors and we'd try all kinds of different things that didn't work. But a lot of the times people were so eager to just get rid of you, they just you know shut the door before you could even say anything. So we had to be really brief. And what I found on my mission was the most effective way of talking to people and teaching them, and especially on their doorstep when we didn't really know them, was to introduce ourselves and then say, do you believe in God? And that was it. Do you believe in God? And usually they'd say, yeah, you know, and they just wanted to be short and get us off their doorstep. They'd say, yeah. And we'd say, do you believe in heaven? That was kind of a similar question, but it was an easy question for an answer. And they'd say, yeah. And then we'd say, who do you think goes to heaven? And they'd say, good people. It was always the same, <laughs> you know, because it was really an easy question. And they everyone kind of knows those answers, I think, just instinctively. And then we'd say, what if you're not good? What What do you do if you if you sin or if you fall short of perfection. And I always thought it was really interesting because I think we all know the answers to that question. It's pretty easy to answer, but I'd say most of the time people would say, I don't know. Like, and they, they really didn't know. They were like, what, what do you do if you, you sin? And at that point, I think it was interesting. They started thinking about it. Like, what am I supposed to do if I sin? And then we'd say to them, you need to repent and be baptized. And we were told to teach repentance and baptism. And so we could actually start to talk to him about Christ and about the atonement and, and how that made it possible for us to repent. And and we'd started a discussion with them. And by that time, they were interested and they were, we were just talking. It wasn't, they hadn't invited us into their home yet, but just on their doorstep, we could actually start to talk to him about repentance and baptism and, and all the things that Ammon and Aaron started to talk after they had kind of gotten past some of the, finding common ground and 
and having an interesting discussion with someone. Yeah, we can learn a great lesson from this too. After they would teach a principle, they would then bear testimony. Yeah. Aaron bore fervent testimony in Alma 22.8. He said, Behold, assuredly as thou livest, O king, there is a God. Yeah, I don't think there's anything quite as powerful as a true believer's just testimony of their own beliefs. You can't argue with it, and the Spirit will testify. When they felt the Spirit, and they felt that the Spirit had whispered the truthfulness of their teachings to these two men, in both cases, Ammon and Aaron asked their investigator to pray. Lamoni's the story is this. The king believed all his words, and he began to cry unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, have mercy, according to thy abundant mercy, which thou hast had upon the people of Nephi, have upon me and my people. What did Lamoni's father pray? He prayed, O God, Aaron hath told me that there is a God, and if there is a God, and if thou art God, wilt thou make thyself known unto me? And I will give away all my sins to know thee, and that I may be raised from the dead and be saved at the last day. Talk about a sincere prayer. <laughs> I, I love that too, because, you know, he doesn't even necessarily have a testimony that there is a God, but he wants there to be a God, and he hopes that there is, and he has that sincere heart of, if thou art there, let me know, and I'll do whatever I, whatever thou asks me yeah. to do, I'll do. Coming right from his heart. Yeah. Years later, Alma the Younger, who was a very close friend of Ammon and Aaron, had a similar teaching opportunity. A rebellious man by the name of Korahor was brought before him, accused of teaching false and misleading doctrine. Rather than immediately condemn Korahor, Alma tried to reason with him. And what do you imagine Alma's first question would be as he attempted to teach this misguided man? Mentally returning to his missionary roots, Alma began his discussion by simply asking, Believest thou that there is a God? <laughs> Alma chapter 30, verse 37. Apparently, Alma had received similar missionary training to both Ammon and Aaron. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this session. Next time, we'll talk about the miraculous conversion of the Lamanite king and the enormous impact his conversion had on the Lamanite people. Until we talk again, enjoy your reading.